out to you as things that you've learned about yourself from van life? Um, like we were talking about, kind of just the, uh, you know, affirm <laughs> a lot of affirming and like the confidence mm. of like you can do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of like technical building, electric. <laughs> So how much, like, like that. carpentry and the experience did you have going into this? Uh, like, yeah, mm-hmm. only the bird box and the bench. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I've always been really good at math in my head, and I knew, like, that yeah. was a, a very good thing because people were like, oh, what blueprints. And it's like I have, like, a couple sketches uh-huh. that I drew, but uh, that's been one thing that's, like, math's always worked really well in my head, and building is a lot of math. Yeah. Um, and uh, Geometry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just figuring that sort of thing out and, like, also knowing, like, square footage-wise of, like, what's going to take to build something, um, like, how much lumber you're going to need, and then, like, being able to break those numbers down. Like, oh, this is 36 inches tall, so 72 inches is what, you know, I can get out of an uh, eight-foot piece of board, so if I need four of those posts. And it was, like, breaking those down, like, really mm-hmm. quick and just sitting and staring at, like, lumber in Home Depot <laughs> for Lowe's and being like, oh, this is what... So, for those kids who are in fourth grade learning multiplication tables. yeah it actually matters sometimes <laughs> you want to go live in a vehicle uh but yeah so that's where i was kind of like oh i i know i can do this and uh and also just like i think people are like oh i have no clue how could this ever work and people ask like how did you attach the wood to the walls and it's like a screw and then when you say it, there's, like, no, like, it's, like, hard to, like, not say in a condescending way, or yeah. condescending sounding way. So you have to explain, like, well, there's actually screws that will go through wood into metal, mm-hmm. um, and they're meant for that. Because I guess, like, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but I just, like, assumed this is, like, has to work because, yeah. like, there are things that exist like this that are, like, wood into metal or, like, construction, like... Mm-hmm. So I can see then how that would, like, translate in just into life and always, like, if things don't seem to be working out, you can kind of have this mindset of, like, yeah, there's one way this is, like, this will work out some way. Like, not Mm -hmm. getting frustrated if things don't go right the first time or if things don't go the way you had planned or I don't know. Like, just kind of always knowing there's a solution or there's a way through this out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And not being intimidated that you don't have the technical training in it i think is like a big thing because uh yeah people will think like oh i cannot do this i can't get from point a to point b without doing it in the way that like you'd assume you need to uh and but yeah like having like the mentality of just like doing something like like i've had since i was a kid of just like challenging you know um what is likely to be possible or was likely to have happen um is yeah like that's that's really been chain changing in me like it's become more refined since i was like a little kid um and like if anybody wants to read it if you're a reader um that's another thing like i've had tons of time to read books and also like have read a lot I hated it as a kid in high school and hated in college. Reading? Hated reading. I never would have guessed that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now I have like a huge bookshelf and I just read all the time because I was like, why would you ever read a story when you can just like go do something cool <laughs> on your own? But I also hated video games. So I was like, why would you play a, sp- a sports football game <laughs> when you could go outside and play, play football? And it like bothered me. And I was terrible at video games because I'd never played them. And then it always, like, made me mad because I was like, yeah, you beat me in the video game version of the real-life thing that I can actually <laughs> so, uh You sound like Dylan, one of my <laughs> college roommates, <laughs> that was so who I would always beat in video games. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm good at Mario Kart. That's the only thing. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, that that mentality of just, like, going out and figuring it out how to do it um, or just seeing something and, like, I, if you know me, I use the word pragmatic, like, way too much. Like, is that a <laughs> pragmatic thing to do? Because, like, is it actually going to help your situation or not? Um, and if you see something that needs fixing, like, is what you're doing going to fix it or not? Is it going to help the situation or not? And it's not that hard to figure those things out. Mm -hmm. But so many people dwell on, like, hoping it gets better when it's, like, you know. You can make it better. Yeah, it's like it's like you could be sitting in a boat and, like, there's a hole in it, you know, the size of a dime. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what would you do? And you, or you could just, like, stick your thumb in it. <laughs> and then like figure out the best way to do it after that but like so many people just like freeze um but yeah i think like again if you if you're into reading um this book i read uh i don't know if i had read the van not here yet but it's called the boy who harnessed the wind this is about this kid uh in some third world country there's like no electricity his parents are farmers there's a flood year like it's just like stuff's going wrong and then they couldn't afford to send him to school anymore and in his like perspective as a kid schools where you learn like how to do things and so he's like i don't go to school so i can't learn how to do things but at school you learn from books um so he his education had been cut off so early that like no one like he, i don't think he must have learned like the path normally uh of like learning that you're taught learning is um because you're taught like yeah you need to learn spelling and then you need to learn to read and he'd like gotten that far but then it's like and then here's like all the things you do sixth grade seventh grade eighth grade ninth grade tenth grade you know college grad school doctorate he just learned like oh i can read and then you learn everything by reading so mm -hmm. he went to the library um and he wanted to be able to read more but he didn't have light at night so he wanted electricity um and then his like and the way the book portrays it, just the simple mindset of, I want electricity. He's like, well, how do you get electricity? So he looked into like a book about electricity. He learned windmills make electricity. And in his head, you learn by reading. So he started reading about windmills. Uh -huh. And then he learned like about electromagnets um, and that you need those. So he then went to like a scrapyard because he knew you needed copper and you needed to wrap it around a magnet. Or I don't know how to do it, but he figured <laughs> it out as like, pretty a, good guess, sounds like, as, like an 11 year old. Um, and then just started doing it, uh, and then he made a windmill, and then he made a better windmill, and then he's and then he's like thirteen, just mm. making windmills out and like <laughs> windmill business. That like uh, he started charging people's phones in town because they like didn't have electricity all the time because there was like brownouts or blackouts or whatever. So he started charging electricity, or charging phones with his windmills and charging for that. Um, but it got attention because like all of a sudden there was this like light on in the country at night. They could see lights there and uh eventually though he, he like someone noticed it newspaper article he ends up like i think it was brown or somewhere uh got a full scholarship as this quote-unquote uneducated kid um and and what that's like making? that's like a really neat like way to look at learning and knowledge and also like he saw a problem and he saw a really pragmatic solution to the problem you want to read make a light and mm -hmm. he did it um, but so many people would have said, oh, to do that, you need to pass high school and you need to go to college for engineering. And then you need to go to graduate school for, you know, this. And then once you're 25, you can start making windmills. Maybe mm -hmm. like you can get a job at a windmill company or an it's always like, it's always down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think with me, like having seen kind of like this 
like broken childhood home type of thing with people that were trying their best in certain situations and ways it just wasn't working a lot of ways like created a lot of empathy in me and I was always like trying to fix things um but yeah I had that like frustration inside me and uh but it just didn't seem like that complicated as an adult now you know like things are more complicated but I'd see things and just be like oh well here's a solution to make someone happier to do something even if it was a temporary fix but uh another like growing experience I think for me um was in third grade I'd like I was reading the newspaper and I read about refugees in Kosovo and I read that they didn't have enough food and that there wasn't bread and I was like that there's not even bread and we didn't always have a lot growing up but I was like understood poor but uh, like I was like they don't even have food or bread and I was like well wh- you just need like money mm-hmm. for that so I like don't think I told my mom or anything but I just like took my beanie babies and baseball cards <laughs> and like a book about Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire to school uh and then like tore up a bunch of pieces of paper and wrote numbers on them and then like wrote matching numbers and started selling them for 50 cents to because i was Whoa. like these things are not worth a lot on their own but what's well, the beanie way babies eventually did become yeah, like yeah. Lot, so. uh but i was like what can i do to like make the maximum amount of money for the little things i have so i was like i'll sell raffle tickets and i'll give that money and like a teacher caught on and saw shut it down. like well no she didn't shut it down that was like that was the neat thing because i was just at yeah. lunch like slanging raffle tickets for <laughs> beanie babies that were in my backpack and then no pokemon uh, cards i didn't ever play pokemon <laughs> uh, but uh those are more video game yeah game but yeah anyway that was that was definitely a time like then the teacher was like oh well here's some actual raffle tickets like you don't need to make these oh i love that she got all in and then she gave me like a little baggie to put the ones i sold in and then she gave me a table to set up stuff at lunch so I could set my things out and then That's two other really kids cool. joined in with their beanie babies and some stuff and then the principal was like I'll raffle off getting pied in the face <laughs> I was like this is like a very third grade way to learn like how to do these things but then That's yeah really cool we ended up like raising a bunch of money and donating it to Red Cross and it went to the, the refugees in Kosovo and I think that showed me like oh you can actually have an idea like no matter what you have like mm-hmm. you can do something with it so yeah i think the the van has very much been like okay you have like what assets do you have what knowledge do you have what can you learn and do from that how can other people like join in and you take their enthusiasm and bring enthusiasm back to it and uh but yeah learning how to talk with people about these things and you know that's been a lot of good practice to me because even back then like i think i've always like learned how to like talk about things to people but for most part i'm still like that kid who just like wants to sell his beanie babies and like (laughs) kind of stay quiet Mm -hmm. um but still be the initiator yeah i very much like being like the you've got the ideas if i didn't if if, uh, i kind of learned too like you need like your your name needs to be tied to stuff if you actually want it to go anywhere like Uh you can't just like be like all bruce wayne about things (laughs) like you gotta you know put on the batman costume every once in a while to like do something um or at least see it done you know and that's where like i say like i've got like i'm still like a private person because like a lot of what i do is just like that outwardly facing you know Mm. thing that needs needs to exist for something to happen um but yeah it's been interesting to like i guess i've learned how to deal with like people's doubts and worries and 
stuff that they want and how they're going to perceive things. Like I was uh, on an NPR podcast like a year or two ago or something, and it was just so weird to see how they perceived like the things that I said, yeah. um, and like what they chose to cut out of the interview and what they chose <laughs> to cut in, like splice things to like make two sentences you know next to each other where there's one in the middle that was like i thought important yeah uh, this. but yeah they, they like i just look at myself as like i'm still just travis like doing my thing but like i remember the intro was like when i rolled up to the river i saw a man on top of his van <laughs> it wasn't what did they say they're like it wasn't a runaway convict or a homeless person or a trucker it was travis wild it's <laughs> like that's what you like that's exactly it wasn't what a was runaway gonna... convict or a homeless person not that like we didn't give you like quite an that's intro. exactly what i was gonna say though Man. yeah but, like runaway, i was like yeah. that's like very negative things and like you're sticking to i don't know i was yeah. like come on npr you could do better than that sorry npr i still like you i listen to you all the time um, <laughs> i'm not bashing you but like you know don't play into stereotypes so much of like yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was where it was like interesting to like, go from there. But then like, and feel like, man, like you can't. No matter what you do, people are gonna see you this way. But then go well, to my college are and viewing you through their lens. Yeah. So their lens is gonna look different than yeah, her lens and his lens and yeah, uh, lens. Yeah, but that was where, like you said, it was kind of neat that my college would even like trust or take the time to like, mm-hmm. you know, trust in like what I've done and um and let me speak to like students and prospective students about like uh, I I remember it was kind of funny and I meant it to be like a little joke but I was like yeah you can even like stop going to school after you graduate college and do your own thing and live in a van in your college like might give you an award too for it like really following your heart and really doing what you want to do because I didn't get the award for living in a van or anything Um, and sometimes it's still like I didn't really accomplish or do anything notable other than following your yeah but it was neat because i had like a professor there that showed up to like hear me talking it was like a guy that i like didn't get along with too well Uh um just some personality things in certain aspects and i really respected him a lot but i remember he taught my senior seminar um which was called the good of affluence and like it's like how to be a good rich person because like a lot of people (laughs) from my college go on and make a lot of money and there's a lot of generational wealth in the college too um so I thought it was interesting, but I had talked to him about, like, here's what I want to do, and, like, this is my, like, plans and things, and I remember I felt like it, like, fell on dead ears, because he was just like, well, if you want to do anything and accomplish anything in life, you need to go to grad school, otherwise no one will listen to you, mm-hmm. and I was just like, well, I kind of took it to heart for a second, and then I was like, well, screw that, like, there's a whole lot of people who go to grad school that I don't listen to, <laughs> um, and, and there's some that I do, but it's based on who they are, it's not mm-hmm. what they've done. Or not like, that. Yeah. part of them they went uh, to grad school yeah so i was like i can go learn a lot and do a lot by reading books and living, like going on getting experiences but you have to like double down on like actually getting your experiences and you don't half-ass things and you don't talk about things and then not do them um so that's where like he came after and i was like what is this guy doing the dude who told me like what i would do wouldn't work out and he <laughs> came up to me after and he was like i'm so glad to see like what you've done Mm. and i've loved following along and seeing it and i think in that aspect like i respect him as a professor and someone who's taught and like is a voice that should be trusted um and that's where it's like i care what he said because he was trying to help me Mm -hmm. accomplish some things and create what he knew to be the best path to go do those things so it wasn't that he didn't believe in me he didn't say it's not possible he said here's the way that it's like most likely but that was just a way that i could have done things but i didn't see that as 
like a good way to go do that. Well, just like the success in his eyes was to follow that path. Yeah, is in yeah, his eyes it was like because like, and realistically like, that is a really good way to go do it. There was ten people that won an award that year, and nine of them had won it by that going way. and doing things that way. Um, and that's yeah. probably statistically like the reality of what mm-hmm. it's going to be. But um, my eyes were never on that. I never like looked at that and said like that's my path. That's what I want to do. And and it's a perfectly good place to have your eyes and your mindset. But I've always kind of through a lot of self doubt and questioning and like beating myself up a ton have always had my eyes like on a totally separate direction than a lot of people um and it doesn't like bear the fruit that like some of the more uh well-traveled paths like would Mm -hmm. um but i think like it's a longer uh it's a longer path but it's also like just a different different mindset and different eyesight so uh, i think that's where you know it was really neat to be able to go back and to be like, it's okay if your eyes are on this totally separate direction. Mm-hmm. Don't act, you don't have to act like they are. Um, I do worry though about pointing people and especially like young kids in that direction because there's a lot more pitfalls, um, a lot more potential uh, points to get stuck and points to fail that are like a little bit more drastic of failures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't ever really want anybody to be like me. I just want them to be like themselves. Yeah. Um, and I think that's As where... you are like yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the van is like kind of like you have to like figure that out. Like, all right, I can't do van life even like other people. Um, I can't do life like other people. Like, I could, but it would be very mm-hmm. much being like a second version of myself mm-hmm. that's not as good as the first version of myself mm-hmm. that I was like gifted to be as a person um so do you feel like you're living that first version of yourself i'm like getting closer and closer to to it i think there's still a lot of things that i have to like work through as a person and um it was like this past year was like in the first serious relationship of my life that was like you know a a two-way i can't say it was the first serious relationship but it was like very much the most (laughs) the most best the most best (laughs) relationship that I've ever been in and it was like such a good thing um but it also showed me a lot of ways that I really you know you can like get patted on the back for who you are and -hmm. think that you like don't have a lot to improve on um but that was an area where it's like man you got a lot to relationships to improve on be Um, the mirrors for that for sure yeah and yeah that showed me that in like a really good way a really tough way because you're just like man i want to be there and i want to be that person i want to be good and enough and like like you can argue against good enough and accepted and all that stuff but i learned like it's not a good enough thing and that's i think in my head i was always like there's good enough you gotta be good enough you gotta overcome you gotta like be this person and um so i learned a lot from that uh but i think like yeah relationships are like a tricky thing Mm -hmm. um but that's one way that i'm like really trying to improve and uh yeah i'm not who i want to be i don't know if i ever will be i think that's always like a reaching striving thing Mm -hmm. you know um but you want to be the best version of what you are and you want to constantly be sharpening i want to be i can't say what other people want to be uh i want to be sharpening that i want to be looking forward and keeping my eyes on something and 
um, whether that's like living in a van or caring about people or I always say I really need to work on being more fun. <laughs> it's like I am very serious. You're the average boring uh, dude yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to work on that average boring person and, and look. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'm always getting closer, and like that's a lot of fun for me. And it's it's good to be able to you know uh, be a good a good teammate before you try being a good team. You know, mm-hmm. and being a good individual first is like and focusing on your individual if you want to be a good teammate be a good individual before you're on a team once you get on a team be a good teammate once you're a teammate be a good team so but it all starts at that individual level and that's that like so true that's where i i am always like trying to look at is like all right i'm involved in a lot like but what who am i as an individual um so sharpening that uh ha- realistically has nothing to do with living in a van but mm-hmm. uh, you. you're able to focus on that and you're able to give yourself more time uh without the pressures of rent and subscriptions and certain things and still like a lot of subscriptions though. still a lot of subscriptions, lot of subscriptions but subscriptions. like you you have more control and it's like yes. you know it's not status quo no one's over and like oh you don't have netflix and like like oh like or you know whatever it is like you don't feel like you need to have certain things mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and also like i was talking with friends in chicago a few years ago like how do you do it and i was like let's go pull our credit card or histories and only pull up friday and saturday nights and see how i do it because i guarantee your friday and saturday nights pay for my like most of my expenses for the year um just because when you're in a city like that's what you do that's your time to go have fun Um, and that is fun it is fun fun like i do that was like i missed i feel like i missed that Mm -hmm. uh aspect of my life and i miss like and there is like you feel that loss and you feel that miss but I knew it was just like that's not where I was looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not the the way still, I was going to get to where I wanted there. to go. I could have yeah, I could have <laughs> gone that way and gotten <laughs> to where I wanted to go, I think, but I like yeah, my friends are like how do you do what you do? And it's like I can't do those things that you do. Not mm-hmm. that like oh, I don't and I'm proud of it. It's like I I have to miss out on these fun aspects of things. Mm-hmm. Um so and I don't regret it or anything, but yeah, like you do miss your friends and mm-hmm. like you know, because they could be like, oh, yeah, I did spend all that money. And you could be like, yeah, and I didn't. And then you could also be like, but, like, I didn't hang out with my friends. I didn't see people that as far much. As and that's where it's like, yeah, I need to be more fun. I need to, like, Well, as far as missing friends, things. I think something we've learned just in, like, the two months that we've been living in the van full time is anytime we do see friends again, it's so much more intentional. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, like the we time... have two nights. Let's really, like, kind of soak each other in. Yeah, so and it's... It's, yeah, it yeah. feels way more intentional than when uh-huh. we were living in the city and we had access to our friends any minute we wanted. Like, yeah, you kind of take, I don't know if you take it for granted, but it's just not as intentional. I don't know. You're yeah. not as present. But you also, yeah. you do bring people together because you are intentional about it and you're like missing people in a way that like you don't have the routine necessarily mm-hmm. that makes time pass. So there's been times where I go back to Michigan and I like hang out with my friends. I'm like, man, I miss you all. Like... And then I, like, start reminiscing, like, oh, yeah, last time we hung out, we did this. And, like, you didn't have a kid yet. And this is going on. <laughs> Man, like, I, and then I'll tell them, like, I, yeah, I miss, like, hanging out with you guys, like, and getting to do this all the time. And they're like, well, actually, the last time we all got together is when you called us all to come get together last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, you're the instigator of So the then you learn, like, oh, yeah. like, it is all about being intentional, whether you live in a home, in a city, in an apartment. Like, it's about being intentional. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think... Uh, something you guys touched on earlier with like comfort zones and uh, like how do you like wrap your mind and like how do I wrap my mind around that and how yeah. is 
being in a band like you know brought about certain challenges i think like just trusting um like yesterday we were talking about mechanical issues and then i went and got in my van and like turned the key i don't know if you heard it like do the false start uh and like it like started to start and then just died like out and i was like this isn't this would be very ironic but also fitting because like you know i was just thinking about this talking about it yeah um and it like just wouldn't turn over at all it was because it like somehow either ayla bumped it or i bumped it like getting into the front seat the uh the shifter had like gotten almost into like the position out of park oh. uh, into reverse. So it was just sitting in between there. And so the car wouldn't fire up. Yeah. But I had like that brief, like five seconds where it's like, all right, I'm going to have to figure out <laughs> yeah. uh, how to get my st- car starting yeah. again. And, and like, you have those feelings yeah, like that's where your first thing that you your gotta take care stomach of. drops. Yep. Um, and you're like, crap, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what's broken, but all you know, w- like you start to learn is it will run again. I will figure it out. Mm-hmm. It will not be fun, most likely, but I'm going to be driving this car again. Yeah. Um, and I think that mindset for me has come as, like, a kid of, like, like okay, what's the most basic thing I can trust in? And a lot of times it was that, like, I can trust that I'm going to go to bed tonight and I will fall asleep tonight. And then if something happened in the night, uh, like, wake me up or, like, you know had to deal with uh in the middle of the night as a kid i just remember thinking like i'm tomorrow i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna like do my day tomorrow mm-hmm. and then i started trusting in like i'm gonna go to you know fifth grade i'm gonna go to middle school and then i'm gonna go to high school and then after high school i'm gonna graduate high school and i'm gonna you know do the next thing whether that's at the time for me it was military or college and i chose college and i was like i'm gonna graduate college and then it was like that was the first time i was like i'm free um, and, but I'd always trusted in like whether it'll be an hour or like a minute that'll pass or an hour or a day or a year, you know, whatever it is I like knew. And like, that's where I like put like notched my time. I like put in notches on my timeline and like just trusted that that time is going to come. And then I would do like between now and then how I wanted to do the time. I wouldn't react to necessarily all the things that happened. I would just trust and be like, well, I know that, like, I'm going to be 16. I want to be the 16-year-old I want to be. Here's what I need to do from now until then. Um, and then same with college. And so I think, like, after college, a lot of people were like, oh, well, my freedom's gone. I need to go do everything I need to do. And for me, I was like, I graduated college. I'm finally free to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that lift then um but yeah it's very much like i know i'm going to be 30 like what type of 30 year old do i want to be i know i'm going to be 40 what type of 40 year old do i want to be and knowing that those times are going to come like almost takes the pressure off of the moments where it feels like very difficult um and yeah being living in a a life where adversity comes up a little bit more that's like it definitely a skill set and a personality trait that you need to sharpen Mm -hmm. to not panic um because i am prone i get really nervous i do get anxious and i'm a little bit prone to like that like high heart rate tense like oh my gosh what am i gonna do how am i gonna do it how's it all gonna work out what do i need like and then and then just spirals Mm -hmm. um and then you need to like break that and be like okay what am i gonna do right now to get this next thing that I want yeah. to do. Cause I know I'm going to need to do this. So how am I going to do it? You know, I know I'm going to like, like you guys, like <laughs> van might break down or something happens, but you know, you need to get to a job. So like, okay, get creative. 
Yeah. Uh, so. Well, yeah, it's hard. To, I mean, what you're saying, we've had moments like that where it's like you just want to think big picture and it's like, oh, we had plans to go here. Uh, we can't make it there now. The car is not going to work. we got to figure out a place to stay. And it's like, no, just figure out how to get to point B first mm-hmm. and then everything else. Yeah, because once you start next. spiraling that way, it, yeah. it just brings up unnecessary More anxiety. More anxiety, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm definitely, like, talk to my friends. I'm not perfect. I can be negative. I can spiral. I, I can also bring myself out of it because mm-hmm. um, I, I can recognize that. But there's some times where it's like, man, why is this happening to me? Why is it repetitive? Why is, you know... Like, for a while, it felt like I just, like, couldn't catch a break with health and work and what everything was going on, and it got very potentially easy to just fall into that negative mindset of, like, well, it doesn't matter what I do, you know? Like the victim. Yeah, that learned helplessness. Like, mm-hmm. you just learn to sit in the middle of the room and don't go anywhere because mm-hmm. uh, everything <laughs> is hard. Um, so you need to, like, learn not to get in that space because it can be very easy to become the complainer, the victim, you know, and and that takes away too from people who are actual victims, from people who do have very difficult things, you know, you can't take away from their grief by fabricating your own because, mm-hmm. you know, life is temporarily hard. Uh, and, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to say that your life is like super easy and perfect, but you also don't want to like blow it out of proportion um and and complain because like when people start like complaining that or like pointing out things that are uncomfortable or they didn't like and that you can tell that's taking priority and it's taking like up most of the room in their life you're kind of like you you either can't but they're like wanting to do what you want to do like you're doing Mm -hmm. you're like you either can't do this or you really have to change your mindset because otherwise you're just gonna hate your life if you're just if you're prone to complain, there's a lot to complain about. Mm-hmm. If you're prone to be grateful, there's a lot to be grateful about. And you just um, put more power to the complaints. Yeah. And they just spiral. So, yeah, that's where you have to, like, even, like, a couple months ago, I screwed up really badly at something, and uh, and it was just, like, felt like another thing. And that's where my mind started to go. I was like, this is yeah. another thing that I fucked up. Um, pardon my language there, but it was that. Um, <laughs> and I was like just so disappointed like figuratively like literally beating myself up over it um and and it was like this weird relief of like i was like maybe my life is actually going to be that i just screw things up most of the time (laughs) and it's going to be really difficult and maybe i get sick again and i die early and all this stuff and like and i was just like so what like it was raining in the van and I was just like, I turned all the lights off and I lit a candle and I laid there and I listened and I was like, I have not a lot to be very happy for right now. Um, but I have this and I just laid there and I was like, maybe the rest of my life, it was like kind of a dark moment. I was like, maybe I've just like screwed up everything. So like, and I just like, cannot come through for myself. It was like, maybe that's my life, but I'm at least like, but listening to the rain hit the roof is fun and I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. and playing with Ayla tomorrow is going to be fun, and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to still try to do my best in the things I can do, but I cannot let just my uh, proneness to screwing up <laughs> ruin my life, yeah. you know? And I also screw up a lot because I try a lot, you know? Mm. I think, too, There's... once you accept to, like, I am going to screw up, once yeah. you kind of, like, to say that aloud and accept it, I feel like a lot of the like fear around that or like the sadness around that 
kind of goes away once you bring light to that fact. Yeah. You know, just like, yep, I'm going to screw up a lot. Yeah. And why did you screw up? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was trying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You were maybe. And you use that information to learn from it. Yeah. And try again. Yeah. And some things are not like, like people like bring that up a lot. And it's like, I made a very obvious, you would never think it was a good idea mistake. (laughs) Like no one, you don't need to do this, but it's like, that's where like the, I think the lessons come in to like not letting it get you down. Cause like if you ran a red light, and like like which is not how it happened but if you like ran a red light and then like got t-boned and you're like well now i know mm-hmm. don't run red lights <laughs> it's like no one ever thought that was a good idea it was probably a really <laughs> stupid accident yeah. you know or you like you screwed up but like you didn't need to get in that accident and you didn't need to get t-boned to like know that like mm-hmm. what stoplights are yeah, for yeah, yeah. um so and that was where that was like my level of mistake was like that type of thing where it was like I didn't need to do this mm-hmm. to like learn this lesson, <laughs> but I think I did learn the lesson of like just chill out a little and yeah. don't look at everything as like a personal flaw or fault and don't look at every victory like you hundred percent earned that either, mm-hmm. um, but just like enjoy the time that you do have right now. Um, Cause that might be like, it sounds really bad, but like, yeah, I was just like, had almost hit like my end of like <laughs> effort yeah. at the time. And also the whole world is like in this situation where it's like, well, nothing's going great. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe as the whole world burns, I can just like look at the one positive thing. And that's like, that's where my negativity has kind of stemmed from too. It was like, you know, sometimes I've just accepted all the bad but it's just focused me to dial on this like pinpoint like good thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like I said, like you have to, I'm personally practicing trying to become a better version of myself. And I think for me, that better version of myself is uh, just being okay with like all the things that I can't fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when you're living this life where you're exposed to a lot more potential to go good or bad, Mm-hmm. Both of those things happen. Uh, there's a lot more good that happens to you, and there's a lot more bad that happens to you. Um, so no matter how much I look like that person who nothing's happening to, uh, <laughs> who, who does nothing and you know says nothing and just sits there having his coffee, um, yeah, I'm learning how to uh, go with the good and the bad. That's the whole um, experience. Yeah. <laughs> so. The good and the bad. Of what life? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's where I've been at with the van and kind of figuring things out and just life in general. And uh, I hope, too, like, uh, that people see that it's okay to, like, step out and try those things because I think that's, like, it really is hard to hear, you know. Uh, got a message the other day from some uh, – it was a girl, and she's like, her boyfriend just took this job in Silicon Valley of something he doesn't want to do because he's, like, afraid to uh, go pursue what he really wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, like, it was, I was doing, like, some giveaway of a bunch of stuff, and she's, like, I really think it would help encourage him if he got all these things. And and I had gotten, like, a lot of stuff, and I was, like, I was thinking about it. I was, like, it probably would be encouraging, but he's got a job at Silicon Valley. Like, he can buy some stuff. Mm-hmm. What? what he probably needs is like some encouragement that it's okay to not do the thing that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to like not 
just accept like that flat line of like steadiness because like it sounds like he's not very comfortable in that and maybe he does need some things to, to go good and bad in his life um and to be okay with that and learn this like you you will live mm-hmm. it's okay um and that's where like yeah people when they're like questioning a lot of the things i do it's like well i live like i survived it and and it puts things in perspective because people often approach things like it's like you're gonna die if you you know don't have indoor plumbing yeah. so you you won't die um and it's like you might you just gotta be realistic about it um it's not gonna be the most comfortable thing uh but you're not always doing it for that reason uh i always joke that like i used to be a, a lot more of a runner and uh running marathons and stuff people would always be like oh how'd how'd it go when i like finished one or you know got back home from running one and i would just like kind of hang my head and go oh i lost (laughs) (laughs) i didn't get first (laughs) (laughs) and and it was just like the point is not always about winning it's about doing it um because you're not going to come out first most of the time and stuff um and yeah i've never won a marathon uh and, so, and you call yourself a runner. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like it's good to have that uh, thing. But like, you're not gonna probably be like the most successful person at a certain thing. But if you can be the best at being you, um, I think that's like very, very important because you bring a lot to the world by being the best at being you. Um, and and that's something I try to tell people is like, I'm so glad you're you. And I tell Ayla all the time when she's like frustrating me and being crazy or doing like getting into some trouble. And I'm like very like viscerally angry. I'll just pick her up and be like, you're so good at being you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we need to start saying to Jet. Yeah. yeah. We, need, we know really he good. might take that. He's yeah. so good at being himself. Yeah. And, and I think that's where a lot of people would be discouraged. Um, because I know that's when I get discouraged is when people point out things that are like maybe my flaws and like I can definitely work on them but or or pointing out things that are just different about me and rather than mean like you're good at being you they're like you could do this differently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe that problem would go away and it's like yeah that problem would go away but so would this positive thing yeah um so if you want me to you know take less risks then I'm not going to bring to the world what I like can do. I'm not going to be me. I'm not going to be good at being me. And I think that's where like a lot of the problems in our world come from. And a lot of people, their discontents with themselves, not don't come because they're actually discontent with themselves necessarily. It, it comes from that. They don't think they can be good at being themselves. They don't think that that's a good thing to do. They don't think they're, you know, their mind is right enough. Their talent is right enough or their body is right enough or their place where they're at in life is right enough and they it's 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 something like I still struggle with of like you're good at being you Trav like you got like it's okay it's okay it's not okay maybe your screw-ups like what you do bad is not good but you're in a process and you're good at being you and you're gonna screw up at being you sometimes and you're gonna do things that aren't you um but for the most part I think it's just like uh, finding like the right people and the right like lifestyle that holds up you know the right mirror where you can actually see yourself because I always say a lot of times people you know you see yourself in how other people like hold something up to you 
Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. a lot of times you think it's a mirror, but it's really just like a pane of glass and you're seeing all the problems they have mm-hmm. with what you're doing. And you're, you're not seeing yourself, you're seeing their critiques. And then you're, you're basing yourself and your self-image mm-hmm. and your self-confidence mm-hmm. off of the critique that they would have for you. So, but I think sometimes that's can, is what can make relationships complicated. Yeah. Is <laughs> because sometimes it is that pane of glass. Sometimes it's a mirror, knowing when the difference is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, and knowing the the people to trust and what they're gonna hold up. Yeah. Um, and when they're gonna like appropriately hold up the mirror mm-hmm. versus the pane of glass to show you how you're impacting them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like we talked about, kind of coming full circle is like caring what other people think. Um, is really good and I think it's even important to care what people think that you don't trust and that you don't value their opinion on because then you still understand how people work Mm -hmm. um, and you understand maybe some empathy but knowing who to truly uh, trust and care about what they think um, in a way that will impact your life uh, in a way that is like wisdom and uh, is special and will help you become a better version of you because they're they're promoting that already. They're they're holding up the right mirror and the right you know uh, frame for you to look through. Um, so I think that's like just like you could chalk it up to like oh what have you learned in a van or you could chalk it up to like what have you learned from life during this period of time. And I don't necessarily think the two would look very differently if I was being who I was. Um, it doesn't matter if the place I sleep is on wheels or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That, that's kind of how I look at things in my next chapter. I don't think leaving the van behind or whatever I do is going to change too much if I don't change my mindset and I don't plan on changing what I consider to be a pretty healthy mindset. Wow. I felt like you just wrapped that up. I know. <laughs> Seriously. That's a beautiful... And you were just answering everything, every question I could put in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, did he no, get that one? Did he? What yeah. you might be asking. No, Thanks. man, you were dropping some wisdom. That... Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm Thank s- you for being you. You're yeah. really good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really I feel very grateful to have someone like you in my life. And yeah. I'm glad that being you is also good at building vans. Yeah. <laughs> provided us the this. This yeah. is how I feel like we were led here. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad that you guys are actually documenting it because that's like something like I have struggled. I'm trying to do better in, and I'm glad you guys are doing a podcast to so, like go do cool things and talk to cool people and hopefully you know spread some some good like some really tangible pragmatic good in the world <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i feel that so yeah pragmatic I think, vibes yeah and i think people will get really encouraged by it um, i think so too too and i've always thought that the best thing i'll ever do in my life is encourage someone else mm-hmm. um, to take their direction so i'm glad you guys are doing that i'm glad you felt encouraged and i'm glad you've used that to be more encouraging too in the process thanks for taking the time to talk with yeah. us yeah. seriously i like sure. i'm taking so much so many like good little nuggets away from this i feel like good. it's been well, a good conversation yeah no I, yeah it's fun it's uh i need more practice talking to people well you're welcome back anytime <laughs> yes. for another campfire chat I, yes i still feel like i want to learn a lot about you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but in conclusion you are a very average boring person okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. yeah no, I mean, yep uh, <laughs> If you ever see an average guy in a coffee shop, Ask um, just Travis. walk up and <laughs> see if he's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Um, I know you guys got to get going to Winter Park. Winter Park. To go shoot <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks for uh, 
for inviting me to this rad campsite and <laughs> cooking me yeah. breakfast and making me tea and letting Ayla be crazy. Always. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> for Peace. sure. Anytime. <laughs>